Hale Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hale Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hale Varsity Radio. W-T-L. It's time! W-T-L. I think we got a show. Oh yeah, we got a show. W-T-L. And welcome back everybody to W-T-L. Where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by... Gibran. Oh, <laughs> the Parlay Pounder. You got it. We're back. We are. We're back in the lab. We're getting after it. Yeah. And I mean, we're starting with Thursday night, Friday, Saturday football, <laughs> we conference got championships. Best time of year. It really football is. every day of the week. And so let's start with that NFL Thursday night kickoff yeah. on Amazon Prime. The Buffalo Bills yeah. are heading on over. Well, do they know where they're going to play or not? Are they going to change it on? <laughs> this week they do. <laughs> uh, not supposed to be a huge uh, snowstorm in uh, New England that I know about. So should be in New England, and they are the home dog by three yeah. and a half points, Andy. Yeah, uh, and I I really like New England in this spot. I wow. really do. Wow, wow. Uh, Buffalo, I feel, has kind of been underperforming as far as against the spread. They're 5-5-1. Five, five, and one. Yeah. Um, they're also, I mean, I know they're 8-3, and three, but they're not that consistent of an 8-3 <laughs> and three team, okay? Yeah. And yeah. I've also heard, a little birdie told me, that the flu's kind of been running through their team. For sure. And they traveled to Detroit. They went back, because I guess we can't play football in the snow. Yeah. Player and people safety. You know, you don't have to go to the game. <laughs> if, if, if you're scared of a little bit of snow, that would be going to be cleared off anyway. Yeah, yeah but uh, everyone's heard that. But anyway, it was a back and forth for Buffalo. I don't think their head's right. They're a little bit sick. I also like New England and their coaching staff. Uh, what they've done on Thursday nights, they have shut teams down. And, and this just looks like a spot where New England can sneak up and get the bills. Yeah, Andy, I kind of like what you're saying there. I do like the VIG right there at three and a half points. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I, I do like the Patriots maybe being able to I don't think they're going to win the game. I really think the Bills come come away with Tyler Bass field goal right at the end. Okay. Uh maybe even overtime uh field goal. But uh I really think this is yeah, this is a get right or don't get right point for the Bills. Uh if they don't win this game, I think it's kind of a, you know, yeah. downhill spiral for them a little bit. Yeah. This is a good chance for them to, you know, kind of bounce back. Uh Josh Allen really needs to stop turning the ball over yeah. in yeah, the red does. zone. Yes. In the red zone, they will drive all the way down the field. He'll run over the whole team. Yep. Until they get within 15 yards and then he'll throw a pick <laughs> or somebody will have a fumble or something like that. The the one thing I do like what you were saying Andy is New England is 6 and 2 against the spread in their last 8 games, which means they have been playing very yeah. very good defensive football yeah. which does not spell well right for Josh Allen. You know Mac Jones isn't going to give up the ball. They're going to run run the ball on that Buffalo defense. They're going to keep it close. Yeah. Give me the points with New England at home plus 3 and a half. I have made a living bet on those home dogs in yeah. the NFL. I mean the the numbers on that are staggering and and also I d- mentioned it a little earlier. Yeah. Uh, New England and their coaching staff, what they've been able to do, their body of work over Thursday nights over the years, I just think it's it's too much here. 
Give me the Patriots. And ah, that pains me to say that. There you go. All right, let's move on to Friday night here. Yeah. Uh, big time matchup here. This is this is going to be a good one. Utah, number 12 Utah versus USC. They're ranked number four. They're actually in the college football playoff, right, with that number right. four As spot. As of now. As they of are. right now. They're also the three-point favorite. This is going to be a kickoff in Las Vegas on Fox. Friday night, 7 o'clock. This one's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, at the Death Star in Las Vegas, like you said, Andy. It's uh, This has everything you want in a, you know, that big Pac-12 championship. Yep. There's, you know, champion. 68 points 68 total. points on the line, and, and, the, and they're not far off, Andy. They know, are not far off. Uh, it, this is just going to be a fun one to watch, Andy, because there is all the implications of the national yep. championship. Yep. Utah's trying to be spoiler. Um, and do not do not count Utah out of this I'm game. I'm not. Not do at all. Do not do it. Nope. USC entering the Pac-12 championship game, playing its best football of the year. Uh, Caleb Williams probably has the best odds to win the Heisman Trophy yeah. as of now. Pretty much turning around this entire team with his head coach there, Lincoln Riley. If they can get into the college football playoff, I think he has the Heisman locked up. Yeah. Lincoln Riley has he is the coach overall of the favorite. Year. Yeah, he's yeah. the overall favorite for the Heisman right now, and it's kind of a runaway. But it also shows you what a sleeping giant USC was. And I yeah. think Husker fans are looking at it like, okay, now it's our turn, right? It's our turn with Matt Rule. Uh, but getting back, <laughs> getting back back to yeah. this game, um, I kind of I don't know. I like Utah because they've they've had USC's number over the years. Yeah, they've given them fits over the years. It's not something that's just happened here or there. Utah has been able to beat USC with some consistency, so they're not going to be intimidated. Yeah, a lot's going to be going on here. Um, I, I get it. What's on the line for USC? Yeah, I just don't know if they're that much better of a football team to cover three points. Yeah, Andy, uh, I I really do think that they come out and win this game by a touchdown. So I will be betting okay. with the Trojans with that minus three. I think Williams lights up the Utes for a second time this year. Right. He's already done it once, and the Trojans defense does just enough. Just enough to limit that Utah offense. Winning this by a touchdown, forty-one to thirty-four. Okay, we're sailing over. <laughs> you know, over ninety percent of the money is going in on that over. Yeah, uh, right now, and and eighty-five uh, percent of the money is going in on USC. So I bet if I wait, if I wait before kickoff, I could catch a half point, point and a half. No, I think Utah. this will get up to four, that, uh, maybe even four and a half towards USC. Uh, I really like where it's at right now with the three. That, that way, if I push it, I push. But I really think. This is a touchdown win by the Trojans. That might be my play here. Uh, wait for that line. I, and I'm not going to bet against the Trojans right yeah. now. They're flying pretty high, and they're doing well, and they've done it before. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to Saturday. Heck yeah. Yes, sir. The AAC championship <laughs> game. Number 22 ranked UCF, University of Central Florida, taking yep. on Tulane. We can't get away from here the green wave. Here comes the green wave. <laughs> they're ranked number 19 in the nation. That's going to be a 3 o'clock kickoff on ABC, and I'll tell you what, Tulane, uh, they had their li- a little line movement last yeah. week, went on the road, knocked off Cincinnati. A lot of people didn't think that exactly. was going to happen. It did happen. Yeah, it did. Uh, Andy, like you said, we've been talking about these two teams all college football year just because <laughs> they keep winning. Yeah, and there's a matchup. Yeah, they're great matchups. UCF, Tulane, it's going to be a great, great matchup. Tulane's a three-and-a-half-point favorite right now, and, some, and it's hard to argue that. Yeah, and somewhere four, somewhere four right now, Andy, and that over-under sitting at 56, just like in line with the American Conference has been all year. Yep. Uh, I, 
I've been betting I'm seeing 56 and a half. Yeah, I've been betting against the Green Wave for too long, Andy. I am (laughs) going with the Green Wave. I believe this final score prediction of 31 to 26, I believe that covers the over as well. So I'm going over, and I'm on Tulane. You know what? I I think I'm going to have to agree with you here on on a couple of points here. Uh, Tulane's just, they've been getting it done. Yeah. And last week against Cincinnati, that was a game where, man, I would... I kind of like Cincinnati at home. Yeah, and and, and uh, the fl- the line straight up went from Cincinnati being a favorite, <laughs> right, to Tulane then being the eventual favorite and making the odds makers look smart because people guess figured what? it out. Yeah, yeah. Tulane We're- went on the road and won. Yeah. Got it done. No, and Tulane has yet to win the conference in program history. While USC has won their last AAC in 2018, I believe was somebody that we remember as uh, Scott uh, Frost, Scotty F, yeah. Scotty F, that guy. <laughs> the Green Wave. We're a nation's best ten. And two against the spread this season. They will do it Boom. one more time. Win the conference. Go Green Wave. All right. So before we're we're in we're in unison. There we agree. We agree. Okay. All right. I, I agree. You know, last week we agreed on a lot of things. Yeah. It was Thanksgiving is a holiday, and, yeah. and we we're right in a lot of those. We, we were. Had, we had a pretty good week, but we, before we move forward, yeah. let's let's take a look back. Yeah. On some hits and misses. Let's start with the bad news. Where did we mess up? Well, at? the miss that it's still lingering in my head, you know, because the last football game played for the week is Monday Night Football. Pittsburgh Steelers versus yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. I really thought the Colts with Jeff Saturday just had a little bit of mojo going. They did. Had a little bit of, you know, yeah. fire in their guts, you know, kind of thing. You know, I thought they had the more, more mature quarterback, uh, Matt Ryan, against uh, Kenny Pickett. It turned out that the young gun was able to sling it a little bit more, uh, get the running game going. And, you know, it, we thought the under would hit in this game, and we thought the Colts would cover the two and a half. Neither one did. The Pittsburgh Ouch. Steelers went outright, and the over went. So that is where we missed, and it, it stung because I, mean, I had a lot of bets riding on that Monday night game. <laughs> the whole parlay powder. You got it. Stretched it one too many. You're riding so mm-hmm. high there. And, man, we were we were, we were were picking them pretty good last week yeah. and just kind of ended with a kick in the pants there. It was. Uh, on Monday night. And, yeah, for all the reasons you said there, the Colts looked like they might have found something. Yeah. Like you said, a little momentum, a little mojo. Yeah. And Pittsburgh, I mean, it's just odd to see that, but they're, they've been a dumpster fire. They have been, but, you, you, know, you know, Tomlin always seems like... He figures it out. Bounces back. Bounces back. Able to win games that he shouldn't. Uh, they're getting that running game going with Najee Harris and even yeah. bringing Benny Snell in to kind of do a one-two punch there. Sure. And just okay. and just putting in <laughs> putting Kenny Pickett in a position Better, yeah. to succeed yeah. until he picks it up even more. So I really liked what they did with him in that game. Had 20 for 28 passing. You know, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Right where a rookie quarterback needs to be to feel comfortable yeah. in the NFL. They they are helping the young quarterback out and, and oh my god, the most winningest NFL coach behind Bill Belichick is coaching football well. Yes. Huh. Wow. Uh, okay. We would never in in a guy that's um only coached one game prior to this in the NFL, lost to him. Uh, we probably should have saw that coming, but we didn't. <laughs> All right, well, talk about some misses. Yeah. We had a lot of hits to choose from. Let's talk about the fun one, Iowa, yeah. Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, the black shirts threw it up. Uh, you know, everybody was saying it. Iowa should not be a 10.5-point favorite over us. Yeah. We were saying smash it, even smash that money line, which was at a plus 310 yep. at game time. Yikes! Well, the Huskers cashed in this weekend, big time. Um, and you know that that was nice to kind of go out on that, go out on our shield, kind of beating 
our arch rivals, the uh, Hawkeyes. So I really liked it. A lot of people had that plus 10.5 in their back pocket for Saturday. And, you know, I think when we're uh, recording, it was closer to 8.5. Yeah. Spiked all the way up to 11.5. Then at kickoff was at 10.5. Yeah. Typical Nebraska line. For I don't sure. know about Iowa fans, but the Nebraska line is always moving. A lot of volatility. No doubt there. about it. And then the Huskers were able to secure a seven point victory Woo. on the road in Iowa City. They even waved. I saw the players, they were all waving at, <laughs> at the hospital. It was yep. a touching moment. It I was. loved it. Uh, but I also love that over the top to Trey Palmer, not once. Not twice. Yeah. I don't know how many times, like five, six times. I mean, it was insane. I, yeah. That was my best uh, wave of the game was Trey Palmer waving <laughs> goodbye to the <laughs> Iowa defense. And uh, we'll see you next year with our Brutal. brand new coach uh, with the new rules. The new rule. The new rule in, in line for next year. <laughs> new, so New rule over uh, here no, in Nebraska. No, that was our biggest hit of the week, Andy. And, yeah, go Skurs. All right, let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company. I've been enjoying the Cozy IPA. It's one of their Indian Pale Ale series. Uh, what are you drinking over there? You know me. Every week, Taco Vesa. Taco Vesa. It is the best. The refreshing light beer from the Nebraska Brewing Company. You got it. World class in every glass. Don't go in there, folks. This is WTL. WTL. Capitalism is the only way, mostly. It moves our country forward. It's what makes America great. And England okay, and France terrible. W-T-L. And welcome back to WTL, everybody. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by... Gibran. The Parlay Pounder. You got it. We're back. And we got to talk championship college football Oh, yes. Week 14... Nothing more on the line. We're going to cover all the big games here. Yep. SEC, Big Ten, Big, big 12. Twelve. We got a little treat for all the folks as well. Yeah, we got we we got a diehard fan that's going to be at the game. Yeah, and he also would you say dabble in, in the the sports betting? Oh, world? for sure. Yeah, he, he he bleeds purple <laughs> on the sports book as well, though. So yeah, Ooh, I like he, the, the yeah. suspensors, the TCU's, the Kansas State. It's purple. That's what it's we can purple. say. So let's start with another shade of purple. That yeah. is the LSU Tigers taking on the Georgia Bulldogs. That's a CBS broadcast. Yeah. Three o'clock uh, Central Time. That's going to be in the Mercedes Benz uh, Stadium there. Uh, and my goodness, Georgia, like always, this entire year, they're a huge favorite 17 and a half. Yeah, Andy, this is just crazy. Uh, a couple of these lines, are, I think, are pretty pretty wild, especially being you know championship yeah. weekend. You're usually seeing this as a you know Georgia Alabama or whatever that you mm-hmm. know comes in, or you know it, it's usually a seven point game or something like that. But right, uh, oh my gosh, I don't think they're too far off on this. I don't I think really they're too don't. far off. I think the best bet of maybe the weekend is Georgia by eighteen here. Um, <laughs> The Bulldogs came up short and lost to Alabama in last year's SEC title game on their way to winning the college football playoff in the NCAA you know, championship game. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Georgia won't hold anything back against this no. flawed no. LSU Tigers opponent nope. and one of the weaker SEC champion entrants of the past decade. Georgia rolls. I think the overhits. I think they win by 
24 points. Wow. And, uh, yeah, gosh. E- e- I think it's going to be easy for the Bulldogs on Saturday. <sighs> Man, you know, and um, I-, I had the privilege of-, of watching the Tennessee game, Tennessee-Georgia, yeah. and there were huge favorites there Yeah, with some uh, Georgia fans, some <laughs> Georgia fans. Yeah, yeah. And-, and they were sweating it, man. And I'm like, you guys are winning by over three scores right now. What yeah. Are- what is what are going you sweating? On? Yeah, like, give them a break. It's we're, okay. We're here. losing by three scores and just <laughs> can we can we get within a field goal? Can <sighs> we make it back? That is just so many points though i i think i'm gonna take a lean towards louisiana state here i still think georgia's gonna roll i think they're gonna win by two scores maybe two touchdowns and a field goal i get that half point maybe (laughs) oh man i do think georgia's gonna win though the money line there's nothing there though um what about that over under 51 yeah no i think it's gonna hit i i got this game right at uh probably like 42 to 14 Uh, sailing over just by a little bit. Even if Georgia just makes it to 38, I still think LSU will put two touchdowns on the board, which would make it 52. So I really like the over here. Uh, yeah, you know I, something for pause. Georgia's only six and six against the spread on the year. I know they're 12 and 0. Yeah, straight up. Yep. Right, and that's the thing that matters most, right? But to a, a gambler or a sports better, you got to look at that ATS. And they've only hit it. They've only covered half the time. Yeah, the whole thing, Andy, I think that really Michigan and Georgia are going to be kind of playing against themselves this week to really put the points on the board and make sure that that committee knows that they are number one. Because if either one of these kind of, either of these teams have a close game, in my mind, the committee could go, okay, Michigan's number one or Georgia's number one. Right. It really could go either way just because they're both undefeated, both in separate conferences, and uh, putting a lot of, um, you know, push behind right. this championship game. So I really think George is going to come out here, try to score sixty-five points. And on the flip side, I think Michigan is a, is as well. There's a there is a. An incentive there to flex yeah, right now for, for Georgia sure. and Michigan. I think they're gonna, you know, pour the gas on, you know, pedal to the metal hill. And Louisiana State, they've hit the over five of the last six. So for sure. I think that might be the best bet. It's yeah. just hitting that over. I just hate that many points though. So I might <laughs> just go on the over as all far right, as that right. goes. As far as that goes. All right. Let's get to the Big Ten championship yeah. game. Another game with quite a line here. That's going to be on Fox, 7 o'clock. That's the night game at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Purdue, Boilermakers, huge underdog, 17 points here to the Michigan Wolverines. And we we know why, because uh, what Michigan did to Ohio State last week. Yeah, Andy, and I've, I hope this doesn't happen. I hope I'm not speaking it into you know, fruition or whatever, Andy, that uh-huh. I think Michigan might be riding a little too high right now. I think so. And taking these Boilermakers just a little bit ah. uh, at, at face value here, Andy, okay. and just saying, okay, we're already in the college football playoff. Um, you know, we don't really have to do anything. Purdue's a, you know, out of the West, you know, not a very good side of the conference sure. as it goes. Uh, as it looks at right now, Purdue has the best defense in the Big Ten. I know that's not saying a lot, um, <laughs> but as as it looks right as now the that go. they have yeah. given up the least amount of points, uh, but even with a potential letdown by Michigan following a huge win over you know, Ohio State. The Wolverines will still move the ball, wear down the Boilermakers at the end of this game and get the victory. I do like Purdue covering the uh, 17 points, and uh, but I think this might sail over as well. See, and I, I like the over here as well. It's at 52. The yeah. total's at 52 on, on most books. Uh, and I kind of, on the opposite, where I liked LSU, Yeah, I, I don't like Purdue here. Okay. And maybe I'm maybe I'm drinking too much of the Michigan Kool-Aid right now as well. But I still think even if 
Michigan fumbles up, takes them a little lightly. They're still going to score over 40 points. Yeah. Let's score 42 in their sleep. And I don't know if Purdue, I don't know if they can score 20. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not sold on Brahm. I'm not sold on the Big Ten West for what I feel is good reason. Yeah, for sure. We've an entire season of body of work. Um, And the East, give them their due. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, uh, they're the class right now. All righty. And Michigan's at the tippy top there you of go. that there you go uh any any uh other things that you're looking at here any other snippets or should we try and round up micah let's get micah on the horn all righty now we gotta talk big 12 championship game on this weekend of championship games and to this game means a little bit more to some than others yeah and we got one of those sums with us here. We got the someone. The sum. Yeah. That is your boy, Micah Crane, huge uh, Kansas State fan. Is he a, He's an, an, alum, alumni. an alum? Alumni. Oh, I yep. feel so bad for that guy. So, so he Proud has... alumni. <laughs> yeah, there he is. There he is. There's Micah Crane, everybody. So, Micah, real quick here. TCU is the two-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, catching a lot of action right now. You also have a typical Big 12 over-under at 62 uh, how do you view this one? Uh, first off, except for two games this year, Case has scored at least 31 points. Wow. Um, I love the over, number one. I yeah. think this is going to be a high-flying game. College game day is going to be there. These guys are both playing for something. Yeah. Uh, TCU a little more yeah. than K-State, <laughs> but um, They're all going to be wearing K-State purple. K-State is not going to let them walk in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, this I I agree with you, Mike. This is going to be a little bit more of a, uh, you know, everybody has something going here. K State's trying to prove that they are a, you know, a you know forced to be an elite team, a force to be reckoned with in the Big Twelve and to other college football teams. TCU is trying to make it into the college football playoff with that uh, perfect record. But like you just said, the total has gone over in six of K State's last nine games. Yeah, I really like the over, just like you. Uh, do, do, you're heading down to this game, Micah. Are you going to be able to cheer loud enough to make this K-State team win outright? Because I'm looking at this K-State money line right here at plus 115. Is it a good bet? Is it not a good bet? I love the bet. I mean, like I said, <laughs> TCU, TCU thinks that they're going to the yeah. national championship. Yeah. Their fans are already buying tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a quick jog down to Jerry's world. They they don't even have really an incentive yeah. to go go big in this game, except to make the national championship. But that's a know, big one. That's last... a, I guess that's a little bit of a <laughs> yeah, little incentive. Now the my... last time K State played at TCU earlier this season. We played three different quarterbacks, yeah, and that is not that is not a recipe for success. We were up twenty-eight to seventeen at half, and you were just couldn't get anything going after half. But Will Howard has so much confidence right now. The entire the entire university is backing him. Yeah, um, he he had to essentially give up his red shirt to start this year, and so I think. I think he's going to come out guns blazing and Deuce is going to go for 175 all purpose yards. <laughs> I, do like, and, I do like Deuce. I like Deuce. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm they uh he, they actually quit from what I've s- seen on this. They've quit giving a uh, uh 
receiving yards total on Deuce because it's impossible to predict yeah. his receiving yards. Yeah, he could go for 84, he could yeah. go for 10. Uh, but like what you were just saying there about the quarterback situation there, there's probably no chance that Nebraska fans will see Adrian Martinez play in this game if everything goes right for Kansas State. Is that what you're saying? Correct. He's I uh, I watched the players walk in last week against Kansas State, and, uh, you know, I think – it's not a shock to Nebraska fans, but Adrian is dinged up. And yeah. It just really? it hurts me to see <laughs> because knowing what he has given everywhere he's played, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's got to be – he's going to go down as, in my mind, one of the most respected college players of all time. Yeah. Well, I mean, he does Good put guy. it all on the line. Yep. He puts it all on the line for his team that he's playing for, and he did that at Nebraska, and he done that this year for Kansas State. And you guys have had a really good team. Thank God that you have Will Howard to back him up that really uh, came into his own here at the last, uh, you know, tail end of the season here, promoting you guys all the way to number 10 in the nation. So, so Jabron, real quick, where are you at with this over and under on yeah. 62? I, I really like it if you can get it right now. Get it right now because I have this hitting upwards of 63-64 okay. by the time this kicks off on right. Saturday. See. I really like it right at 61 and a half, 62. I would still take it. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of a split coin here, Andy, just because everything with K-State goes over, but TCU yeah. has been going under, but I do believe that TCU is going to have to kick it into that next gear to beat this really, really good Kansas State team, which means a lot of points is going to be scored right. on both sides of the ball. I like the over, and I am leaning. I am leaning towards that Kansas State money line right now. I would lean towards Kansas State covering here. Uh, I really would, but yeah, you guys are off, you guys are off on this over under. Six of the last seven times <laughs> Kansas State has played Texas Christian, the under has smacked. Yeah. I don't care about what's happening this year. I don't care about, oh, three-quarterback, third-quarterback, Adrian Martinez. Don't give me that. No way. This is going to smack that smack that under, and it's going to be a coin flip. And it, uh, if Kansas State, what, two, two-and-a-half right now? Yep. I like that two-and-a-half. Okay. Uh, and if they catch any more juice, I'm jumping all over that as well. I think it's going to be a close game, but I like the under. Awesome, awesome. Well, we agreed. To disagree there. Hey, Micah, <laughs> we really uh, enjoyed you have coming on. Have fun. Cheer hard. Go Cats. Go Cats. See you, Micah. See ya. Don't go in there, folks. This is WTL. WTL. Gentlemen, it brings you to our next point. Don't smoke crack. WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron, the Parlay Pounder. You got it. Now, we got to get right into this one. Yeah. We got an NFL slate. We also got a special guest that we're going to introduce Heck a yeah. lot of our listeners to here. Can't wait to get into that. But let's start with the Minnesota Vikings playing host to the New York Jets. The Vikings, they're a three point favorite, but we're catching a lot of action here going on in the Jets because they're the surprise. Great seven and four team. <laughs> yeah, Andy the the Mike White led led Jets uh, look quite strong last Mike week. White, yeah, Jeez. but it's important to point out that they were facing a Justin Fieldless Bears team. They're fieldless. Uh, they're fieldless. And uh, as much as I would like to say, all oh, the New York Jets are trending up and all that kind of yeah. stuff, the Vikings are the play here. The best bet, though, <laughs> in general, is over yeah. over that. 
44 and a half points, 45 points somewhere else. But uh, no, I, I think the the Vikings get out of here 28 21, win yep. by a touchdown. I like that. I like Go that Vikings. A lot. Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. I've been riding the Kurt Thuggins now. Yeah. I mean, he even has a Kurt nickname. Kurt Chains. Yeah. Oh, multiple <laughs> nicknames for the yeah. one. I mean, he needed a Mike White he did. To, to roll around so then he could ascend to where he is he, now. He's God mode. I am taking the Minnesota Vikings to win, to yep. cover, and smack that over as well. Yeah. Let's see if we can't get Jason Silva on the line here out of Betfred Sportsbook. Jason, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, you do quite a few things for Betfred and uh, a lot of digital work, a lot of marketing work. Could you kind of run it down for our folks uh, out there listening? What exactly is Betfred, and, and what's kind of your role with uh, with those guys? Yeah, sure. Betfred's uh, an established bookmaker from the U.K., uh, been around uh, over 50 years now. Um, just entered the U.S. market here about three years ago and uh, been expanding quite rapidly. Uh, a new name to most, but uh, to, to a lot of people in the industry, obviously, are quite familiar with our uh, UK-based roots and, uh, and other markets around the world as well. Yeah, uh, I, I do a lot of the partnership stuff. At this point, I came in. I used to be on the other side as a better uh, full-time for a while after I got done coaching college football. Uh, not done, but I left college co- coaching college football to lean into the sports betting stuff. Couldn't do both. Um, so came on uh, as an analyst, and then I, uh, I started off running our apps and whatnot, and uh, yeah, I've been doing a little bit of everything here. So it's uh, been really great, and we're a growing company and uh, really trying to compete with the big dogs, uh, so to speak, here in the U.S. market. Yeah, and, and a couple of guys from Nebraska, we're kind of envious of what you guys have oh, going sure. on <laughs> in Colorado, Ohio, Iowa. I mean, you guys have a, a skybox at the Iowa Cubs, right, the AAA baseball team. Yeah, that's right. We do. We are part <laughs> yeah. of the Iowa Cubs uh, and also the Iowa Wild. Gotta Iowa. love it. Uh, Hell yeah. So yeah, both uh, – both uh, organizations, so it's been great. Uh, we try, we're trying to really lean into being the local and personalized sports book there in Iowa, and you'll uh, see a lot of our presence there much more. Uh, we're on the border of where you guys are, right? Uh, so it's yeah, coming. you see a lot of us there months to come, years to come. Heck we, yeah, that's awesome. We think it's coming to Nebraska as well. Just give us a little time. We're always a little behind <laughs> here in the, the, the good old Cornhusker State. Uh, but you guys have a fantastic sports book, brick and mortar, the Saratoga Casino in Blackhawk, Colorado. Um, but then you guys are also talking about being localized and part of the community. You guys are the official sports betting partner of the Denver Broncos. So you always have your thumb on the pulse, and we always like to talk Denver Broncos. So let's start right there with you, uh, Jason. Um, and do I got that right? You guys are the official sports betting partner of the Broncos? Yeah, we are one of them, and we are also at the Cincinnati Bengals in the NFL. Awesome. Fantastic. So Denver's been having a tough year here. <laughs> Everyone kind of knows that, and we've been beating up on them a little bit here. And when we do uh, throw a little shade their way, we usually come out on top as betters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this year at least, yeah. This yep. year, yeah. Um, now they're on the road um, over a touchdown dog here to the Baltimore Ravens. It's just been tough sledding. I mean, not only record-wise, but against the spread. I believe Denver has lost the last seven games against the spread. <laughs> How are you looking at this one, Jason? Yeah, I believe uh, off the top of my head, I think they're three and eight against the spread. But what they are yep. is ten and one to the under. Yes. Uh, so a fantastic under team. Uh, looking at this matchup, it opened up at six and a half, but obviously with the sentiment of the Broncos right now um, in the. You know, Ravens coming off a loss. You think it's going to be a, most people would think it's got to be a get-right spot. So a jump from six and a half from the open 
At yeah. Bedford, uh, we're up to nine and a half on that game. So wow. it's still under touchdown. Uh, the total opened up at 41 and a half. As you can imagine, you take a guess, and the totals dropped since. Down. So sitting strong. It's going down. Yep. And a half. Uh, both pretty logical, right? As you'd think. For sure. Um, if I had to make a pick, uh, I, I would actually – well, I'll tell you this. I don't think it's actually – quite the get-right spot offensively that most people would assume it would be with the Ravens. I think this Broncos defense is actually still really strong. Mm-hmm. I think they got a tough job defending short fields and uh, on yeah. the field for quite a bit this season. So uh, I think they give the Ravens trouble. I like the under, even the 38.5, which is, uh, you know, you don't see too many totals uh, into the high 30s, but I still would like the under there if I make a pick. No, I totally agree with you. That is going to be my best bet of this game, obviously, is the 38-and-a-half under. Uh, Yeah, the Ravens aren't acting like world beaters right now, and that Denver Broncos defense is still elite. They still keep them in games. They just can't score points as one of the (laughs) ranked dead last in the league at 14.3 points per game. Russell Wilson just can't get it going, but I do believe you when you say that that under will hit, and I I really think it's going to be one of of the best bets to put in parlays or... Or just, you know, bet straight up this weekend. So I really like that you said that. So uh, one other thing that I would like to, um, you know, another game that we try to get into here. We're talking about the Chiefs and Bengals. A big-time matchup. Probably, a you know, a showdown in the AFC uh, playoffs this coming year. Yeah. Where, do you, where do you see this game going? We got it over here right now with the Bengals being a two-and-a-half-point dog at home. Yeah, so the number's actually two now. Uh, one and a half even at some Dang. places. We're at two. Yeah. yeah, we're at two. It's starting to move that way. I, yeah. If I were to guess, yeah. I think it's going to move closer to that one. I, uh, I agree. By kickoff, it opened at three. Uh, obviously, the Bengals are cruising right now. And, and look, the Bengals have their number. If you look at it last for year, sure. twice last yep. year. Yeah. Uh, Chase went off. Chase said he sat out for precautionary reasons last week to be back this week. Right. Um, that total's risen again uh, as well. If I didn't mention that, I believe it went from 51 and a half up to 53. We're holding it right now at Bedford. Uh, yeah. Again, no surprise to see the total rise there with the offensive production and the matchups from last year. Um, and hey, the uh, the Bengals, you know, uh, it, it, people say, right, you know, when you got a target on your back or you're like a ghost coming out, it, it's different, right? When <laughs> it uh, is. expectations are really high, yeah. you think, yeah. you know, Bengals are going to get everybody's best game this year. Uh, that was, you know, kind of the storyline last week at the the Titans after getting knocked off in the AFC Championship no doubt about last that. year, right? Heck yeah. So, uh, so you know, but the Bengals still came out and uh, they they thrashed them, do what they need to do to get a win. I think uh, I think they can do the same thing this week. Uh, you come out and get a W. Yeah, and as far as against the spread, Kansas City Chiefs have had uh, a little bit of an issue this year, yeah. only going five or six overall against the spread. Cincinnati's on the other side of that; they're eight and three. When this opened up at that three and a half, four, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't jump fast enough yeah. on the Bengals. Uh, now you're starting to see that line react to it. Um, what do you think of this over under though? I'm looking at fifty two and a half uh, on a census. Yeah, we're and we're at fifty three uh, mm-hmm. at this point. Again, no surprise. Um, I actually would probably like the under. Uh, you know, everybody likes the over here. Yeah, I think this this uh, uh, Bengals defense, specifically in the second half, is absolutely elite. Um, yeah. I, you know, the Chiefs has have pretty easy sailing and success against everybody. I think that with Reader back up front uh, and this defense really starting to cruise uh, for the Bengals, I think it's a scrappier game than people think. And, and you got to think about this, and it will tie back to the other part about uh, the spread here. And you mentioned not covering the spread. The Chiefs, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to think the totals are always inflated a couple points, right? Yeah. Considering everybody <laughs> wants to bet overs and Chiefs, yeah. so bookmakers know that, and they're going to set the total of a few points higher, right? Yeah. Uh, same thing with the spread, and that's why you see them performing so poorly. ATS, 
Uh, and it was actually a trend last year. I think they right. were like, and I was just off, off the top of my head, but they were like five and 11 or four and 12 or something ATS yeah, last year. For sure. They went, exactly. oh, I remember seven in a row at that point. So, um, <laughs> uh, 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 uh Opposite of what the Broncos are doing, and they're outperforming the under market, right? They can't put those totals low enough, and the Broncos like the the, they just, right. the market can't adjust enough. Exactly, it's the opposite <laughs> here with the Chiefs, where the the market continually <laughs> overcompensates, overadjusts, and uh, provides value on the other side. And I think that's what you're getting with the Bengals, especially if you got them when they opened at that three. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, Husker fans and Nebraska fans that are actually uh, turned Bengals fans because of Cam Taylor Britt, second round pick out of last year, part of that defense. He's turning into a a starter yeah. and believe it or not, Joe Burrow was targeted by the Huskers. His <laughs> uncle, his dad, his other uncle, all played for the Nebraska Huskers. Just wasn't good enough to play for the Huskers. We we blew it. Yeah. We blew it, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> we blew that one big time. <laughs> well, Jason, uh, he, uh, he watched Taylor. Mar- what was it, Martinez? Right? You guys had for years. Yeah, oh, Adrian and Taylor. Yeah, yeah he, we had the Martinez yeah. brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I think that probably turned him off a little bit. Turned for, me off from for sure. For sure. <laughs> my, my goodness. My goodness. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being with us. Anything going on with Betfred that you'd like our listeners to hear about? Uh, I mean, there's there's a ton, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, you know, closest to you guys just to be regional, right, and, and get back to what yeah. we're really trying to do is provide a personalized and local sportsbook feel. Yeah. Uh, you'll be seeing uh, a lot of uh, – a- Next season, I'll tell you, definitely some a lot of stuff around Nebraska football. It's boosts, best price. We're trying to really uh, – be on that border, the book that you guys come over and bet with, right? Now you can't bet legally in Nebraska, but I know you're pretty close. A lot of people are on the border. Yeah. And I know there's plenty of Husker fans uh, in Iowa, right? So yeah, uh, we're sure. trying to localize to Iowa and Nebraska teams and uh, provide that local feeling. You'll see us a lot, whether it's through events, um, partnering with local teams, popping up uh, on the outskirts of campuses, uh, you know, uh, throwing events and whatnot. Uh, you'll see Bedford a lot awesome. uh, locally out, out your guys' way. And as soon as the uh, Nebraska market opens, I I would hope that uh, I don't know, and I'm definitely not saying that we are, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I would hope, uh, considering the the dedication we're putting in locally out there, that uh, you'll see Bedford out there eventually at some point too in Nebraska oh, when that, you guys get there. That would be great. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I hope so. Well, Jason, once again, thank you so much for joining us here on Where's the Line WTL, making the show a little bit better, dropping some of that knowledge. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for having me. All righty, well, before we let the listeners go, let's take a quick minute here to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is Play Action Pools, as they are revolutionizing group hosting platforms. Make it your new spot for all your basketball, football, hosting needs. Oh, World Cup. How about that? World Cup. I guess soccer's a thing, too. (laughs) USA's in it. World's most popular sport. It's all there at playactionpools.com. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. Saturday, I will go on national television live. I will say horrible things on the air, despicable things, and people will call me brave. W-T-L. And welcome back to WTL. Where's the line, everybody? I'm your host, Ant D. Classen. Joined by Jabron. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Parlay Pounder. You got it. And, I mean, we talked college football. We did. Okay, and now we got to get into a little bit of your wheelhouse. Here. Yeah. That's Sunday night. That's Monday night football. Woo! But then also some UFC fight night. There we go. Some big names on this card. Yes, Some guys sir. that you're a big fan of. So, yeah. And you've 
you've been smacking it pretty well with the UFC lately. Yeah, for sure. Hey. I mean, we've we called some good cards, and we've got some big winners out of it, too. I mean, give the devil his due. Give the parlay pounder his due here. <laughs> All right. You got it. <laughs> Let's start with Sunday Night Football. Yeah. That's the Indianapolis Colts heading on over to the big D, and I'm talking about Dallas taking yeah. on that Cowboys. And the Cowboys, an 11-point favorite. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Andy. Uh <laughs> This showdown involves an absolute mismatch when it comes to offense. While the Colts have struggled to score the ball 15.8 points per game, the Cowboys are finding (laughs) no issue. They have literally figured it out that Zeke and Tony Pollard are just a one-two punch. It doesn't matter who gets the ball early or who gets the ball late. They finally figured that out. They have figured out that they don't need Zeke to cover the whole thing if even – Pollard taking much more of the you know snaps uh, once Z gets into the red right. zone, but I really think that they will cover this. I got Cowboys twenty six, wow. Colts fourteen. Wow, man, double digits. Yep. In the NFL, uh, I mean, my my solid play throughout this season in the NFL has been home dogs, but this is a different animal here. Dallas isn't a dog; they're a heavy favorite, and they're and, at home, and they're at home, <laughs> and they're finally they're. Playing good. D- Dax finally Everybody's found a healthy. rhythm. Everybody's healthy. They got their two-headed monster, as you mentioned, at running back. What do you think of this total here at 43 and a half? Because I'm, I'm getting conflicting numbers here. Of course, the public money, 70% of it's going in on that uh, over. Yeah. Um, but there's reason for pause if you're asking me, because uh, Indianapolis – you already mentioned it. their offense is so bad, and they also keep other teams down. No, Andy, I think this putters out right at forty. So I am not going with the over. I don't know if I'm going to bet the under yet, but I have this right at forty with my game pick. Yeah, yeah. So I really think that the the Cowboys are going to get up by enough twenty eight points, something like that. Okay, and, you know twenty eight to fourteen, and kind of cruise the rest of the way. So I, I really have this sitting there at you know forty forty one. So I am going. I'm not betting that over. Don't and like it. The under has hit four of the last five times these two teams have squared off. Yeah. And Indianapolis has had better offenses. Yeah. This is maybe their worst offense in the last five For sure. years. This is a good spot. So, yeah. And here, l- let me look at Indianapolis. This is insane. 14 of their last 17 games have hit that under. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. dating back to last season, right? Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Like you said, in, in three, uh, <laughs> the four other last five games against Dallas. The under, yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, it, it's a good spot for the under. I just don't like betting unders particularly. I know, so I, I do. Uh, I, I, I really yeah. like the I, I like the Cowboys. All right, let's move on to Monday Night Football. Yeah, and last week that's where the Colts gave us some troubles. Not going to happen this <laughs> Not week. Not going to happen this week. Nolans, the Saints heading on up to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers, and the Bucks are the three and a half point. You got the hook. You got that half point. You got the hook. Three and a half point favorite at home. You got the hook, but it won't matter. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> they're going down? It, they're climbing up out of the sludge here in the NFC South. Yeah. Going to make a good playoff team. Going to surprise a lot of people at the end of the year here. Uh, kind of ascend where they were supposed to be. New Orleans is 0-5 against the spread. On the road this season, this will not be any different. Yeah, the uh, the Buccaneers are going to put not you know put it on them, or, but they are going to win by a touchdown. Uh, final Bucks twenty, Saints thirteen. Yeah, I do think it's going to be low scoring, and I do think the Bucks can cover. The, I wish it was at three or yeah. even two and a half would make I me feel you. a lot better. Um, but I, I think Tampa Bay uh, can cover here as well. You, you talk about the Saints and how bad they've been against. The oh my God! I mean, their last nine games against Tampa Bay, they're one seven and seven. 
Yeah, I, I don't know why Tampa Bay just has their number. Yeah, it, it's well, Tom Brady maybe, but uh, it, it, it I, I just don't like this. I, I don't like this game for the Saints. They, they really don't have anything going for them. Tom Brady is really trying to ascend this team into a good playoff team bef- yeah, before yeah. it gets there, and I think they will do that. They. They they got the makings of a good team once they get everybody back healthy. I think they cover here. Uh, now you talked you talked about this being a low scoring game. Yes, and this is a curious spot for me because the public money, the majority of the money, is betting that under, and it's for sure. only at forty and a half. Right, it's pretty low for an NFL game. It is, but the Saints don't score. The Buccaneers haven't scored in recent you know recent history. So who's their running back like? What's happening? Yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn or Leonard Fournette is he healthy? Is no, he not? yeah, What's yeah. Happening? So the, no, okay. there's a lot of question marks. All righty, on both sides of the ball, and not a lot of scoring is going to go on. So if I had to lean one way, it would be towards that under. But with it being set so low, I think I'll sidestep it. All right, Mr. Parlay Pounder, are you going to want to try and do an NFL parlay play? Or are you going to roll that in with some UFC? No, I'm just going straight three teamer. Ooh, here we go. Yeah, for uh, for the NFL slate. I got uh, the Denver Broncos and Baltimore Ravens. We talked about it earlier in the show. Yes, that sir. under is going to hit 38.5. That under is hitting. So low. That's so uh, low. It is so low, but uh, <laughs> Ravens haven't been going very well, and the Broncos cannot score. So got a minus 110 bet there. Got the Minnesota Vikings covering the minus 3 at plus 105. Okay. All right. Really like that. There we go. Uh, and to round it out. Just what I talked about, Tampa Bay Buccaneers money line at minus 190, putting $25 on this, Andy, to get 125 back. Easy. Easy, Easy money. money. Three-teamer. There you go. Uh, that's going to hit. All right, so let's roll into another one of your wheelhouses here, Mr. Parlay Pounder. Yeah. That is UFC Fight Night, and let's talk about a guy that we love to talk about. Yes, sir. Two of Asa, bam, bam, taking on Sergey Pavlovich. Yeah. Uh, and let's see here. Oh, boy, we're looking at Tui's an underdog once again. Underdog once again, Andy. Uh, yeah, two of Asa will take on Sergey Pavlovich at UFC Orlando, Saturday, December 3rd. Uh, Australian taking on the Russian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not Russia was at war, but whatever. We can still have him in a fight. <laughs> we can That's still good. have him in a fight. There we go. But uh, no, Bam Bam is looking to add to his victory total, 15-4. and four. Uh, The 29-year-old is fighting at 264 pounds, give or take. Uh, I, I hate to go against Bam Bam. I really do because he's such an explosive knockout guy. It just yeah. seems that his last few fights have been, you know, once you arise that much so yeah. fast, you have nowhere to go except Damn. fight the best fighters in the yeah. division. And that's what he's been running through lately. He's been having to fight title contenders, yeah. which they take their game so serious that they yeah. wrestle and do knockout power both at the same right. time. He he yeah, tried to take taekwondo. No, they're doing karate, <laughs> and, and he's just a big dude that likes to punch people. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you you find the same stuff with Derek Lewis. You know, he, he just wants to knock people out. Yeah. And when it comes to Sergey Pavlovich, he's kind of an all around fighter. He still has knockout power. He's coming off a win. If he if he gets you on the ground, he can wrestle a little bit. So I am taking the Sergey Pavlovich. Money line at minus one ninety five. I think it's just a you know not great value, but I do think wow. he's gonna get. I think he's gonna get the. Um, I think he's gonna get the win over Bam Bam. 
Yeah, and I mean, just looking at the guys side by side, you can't really <laughs> argue with that. Yeah. What about some of these props? Um, uh, under one and a half rounds is at minus 210 here yeah. for Sergi. Uh, over one and a half is plus 170 for Tuavasa. Can he get there? Can he get to two rounds? Yeah, Andy. Uh, that is, I think it's a good one for... You know, for for just the over in general on the fight, which you're going to yeah. be able to bet, you know, closer to the. I think it does go over one and a half rounds because I think Sergi is going to prolong this fight into the second round. So I really like, uh, I really like the over on total rounds. Uh, if if you're looking to you know throw some money down, you always have to look at. Tua Vesa to win by KO. Yeah, that yeah, is going to be the moneymaker for okay. anybody that is betting on Tua Vesa because he's not going to win by decision. He's going to win by breaking the guy's KO. head open. Yes, he is. All right, let's talk about the main event here, the yeah. welterweight bout. That's Stefan Thompson taking on Kevin Holland. Holland is the favorite. Yeah, uh, Thompson Wonderboy going against Holland. Like you said, this is the main event. This is what the whole thing's named after. Uh Wonderboy comes into this regular. His fights usually go the distance <laughs> in the UFC. Wonderboy. He has been badly outclassed in his recent unanimous decision losses. They're both coming off losses. Yes, to uh, Muhammad and Burns. Thompson was outstruck by Muhammad, fifty-eight to nineteen margin. Oh, and uh, ouch. you know, but these guys that they've been fighting, these guys are always at the top. Yeah. Obviously, yep, uh, yep. Um, Holland has just risen to that status. Thompson Wonderboy has been there for a, a lot of years. Uh, Holland just coming off a huge, you know, really fast submission to Kamzat Chimaev, which is, you know, the best fighter in the game right now at that weight class. So, uh, but the thing I like with Kevin Holland is he is now set to enter the octagon for the fourth time this year. This means this guy has, there's no rust, there's no... Yeah, yeah, no time off. There's no time off. Wonderboy kind of, you know, waits for the right fight and all that kind of stuff. Holland's just getting in there and, you know, he's kind of the trailblazer at just getting in there and who do you you want me to fight? Here we go. So I really like the the Holland pick at a minus 160, but I also like the over four and a half rounds, Andy. Really? At plus 130. I think this goes the distance just by the way that these two guys fight. That, you know, not a lot of knockout. There is knockout power, but I do not believe this ends early. I think it goes all five rounds. Holland gets the decision at minus 160 as well. Well, being the main card, there's a lot more uh, prop bets out there on this one compared to the undercards. Yeah. Uh, real quick, one that kind of caught my eye. Odds to win by submission yeah. plus six hundred here for Tom or Kevin Holland. Yeah, that that is a good bet, Andy. Um, you know when you throw out these, uh, you know odds to win by decision or yeah, yeah. odds to win by submission or KO. Yep. You know you're always kind of you know flirting with your sure. money there. Yeah, but uh, Holland. Can grapple, he can wrestle, he can find Wonder Boy, and you know have a little bit of submission. Yeah, do not bet this for uh, for Thompson because he cannot get a submission. He's at plus twenty five hundred. <laughs> no, but if you're looking to throw some money on, do a little bit of a submission. Look at Kevin Holland. Uh, like I said, look at that odds to win by decision as well at a plus four hundred for Holland, which I think is going money. to happen. Like that plus uh, money, but uh, the 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 money line right there for minus one forty or minus one sixty depends where you. Get it for Kevin Holland is the best bet of the weekend for UFC. Of the weekend on the fight card in you got Orlando. It. You got Florida. it, sir. Yeah. Well, you heard the horn there, so thank you, Mr. Parlay Pounder, for giving <laughs> everyone their UFC Fight Night fix. Yeah. That'll do it for us. Be sure to follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, Twitter, and TikTok. Receive yeah. freely our free 
weekly and daily picks, short videos, feature-length episodes, all that good stuff. For Jabron, the Parlay Pounder, I'm Andy Klassen. Thanks, folks, for listening. This has been WTL. Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio.